0: What's up, everybody? It's the Brownwater Banter podcast. I am Jared Seymour, and I am here today with uh, a few guests. Here we got Joey Cates is back, hanging out. What up? And uh, JJ, man, what's up, dude? How you what's doing? What's
1: up, man? Good. How you doing?
0: I'm doing well, man. Today we're gonna talk all about being a uh, captain. Yep. Right? You, uh, yep. you,
1: you, uh, a merchant marine, really? Big boat yeah. captain. Oh shit! I didn't even know that. Yeah. Right Big out captain. the gate, something I didn't yeah. know.
0: Yeah. What? Uh, you're part of the merchant marines? Yeah. How many so, times have we so talked about So what you this? do
1: is yeah. So anytime you get your captain's license and you swear in. Uh, with the Coast Guard, after you've passed, whether it be an OUPV, hundred ton, two hundred ton, uh, five, you know, all the way up. Once mm-hmm. you swear in and you uh, you do your oath, you do your oath just like everybody else. So you basically become a merchant marine, mm-hmm. um, and are a seafarer. There's nine million different different words for it. A lot of guys say, "Oh, you're a sailor." Well, no, we're not. Technically, we're not sailors because that is a sailor is a navy man. So, okay. So military, so that, yeah, absolutely. So that's that's kind of the the difference, so to speak. All right uh
0: i didn't know that was many times we've already discussed that i didn't realize you were in the merchant marines so what is explain the merchant marines for people that don't know about that so merchant
1: marines is basically uh in time of war when the navy needs guys to move a lot of product whether it be uh for example world war ii we were talking about that the other night yeah and so the merchant you know the nazis the u-boats were sinking lots and lots and lots of oil boats oil tankers well those were all merchant marines that were moving that for the Navy to get the, the fuel oil and all the supplies to IE Normandy and and so on and so forth. We, uh,
0: we were talking, like you mentioned, we were talking and I shared on our Instagram page for the podcast. Um, I went to the museum down there, the World War II museum in New Orleans. And right when you walk into the, uh, the spot of the museum that's dedicated to the Pacific, uh, campaign, Mm -hmm. the first, um, like monument that they have is to the merchant Marines. Yeah.
1: And they lost cool. a lot of people. Those guys yeah. went down. There was a lot of people. Of yeah. The, there was a lot of guys that went down that, uh, so they, they, they're kind of like silent warriors. Yeah. If that makes yeah. any sense. Yep. They're, they're the forgotten. But I think a lot of guys uh, at that time fully understood the responsibility they were taking on. Yep. And, and, they and they knew we're good, they were gonna going go, to go. Exactly. Weren't going to go active duty, but you know, so to speak you're, we're still helping the country out. They, it's a vol. It's it's more or less a volunteer service for the Coast Guard slash Navy,
0: right? it I'm not a historian on it, but I do remember reading a plaque that said um that they uh, at first didn't want to be cat- They wanted to stay the Merchant Marines because of their union. Yes, and then later had to fight to get VA honors or yes. VA benefits. And they're still fighting say. that. That's what it said. It said yep. it's still a point of contention. Like, to this day. It so. is,
1: and it's 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 a huge point of contention. Um course obviously me doing it for a living and being a merchant mariner and and so on and so forth now i'm not part of a union like siu or anything like that I, mm-hmm. it, the unions on the bayou or and then an the oil field are just frowned upon right. really uh yeah absolutely um and i get it you know the boat owners they're they're out everybody's out to make a profit and right. when you get a union involved uh red tape absolutely you you, you can end up like ge or the uh the what is it the CWA, Car Workers Union, up, yeah. up in uh, like oh, yeah, Detroit, yeah. Detroit, Detroit, whatever, Detroit, UWA, yeah. a United, or whatever it is. Um, So what happens is, is is the day rates go up for the crew members, but the boats aren't making money because the oil companies aren't making money. And it, it's a trickle-down effect. So each rig out in the oil field, like say, uh, I'm not going to put any oil companies' company's names out there, but right. you're working for oil company barney so to speak okay and and barney's making a profit and then all of a sudden things kind of start taking a nosedive like they did three years ago we went through that big downturn five years ago mm-hmm. uh wow well, yeah five years um <laughs> it flies by when you a lot of people lost, it it a lot of people lost jobs then, right? uh, well there was a, a lot of people that went home with no backs. jobs uh, a lot of guys kind of forced into retirement yeah unwillingly uh, a lot of industry went through that it is yeah uh and then the guys that were turning pipe you know on the not necessarily in the in the maritime industry like what I'm in, but the guys on the rigs. Those guys really took a lick. We took a lick financially, but there was guys that went home with no jobs. Yeah, and and a easy. lot of people don't understand that one installation in the Gulf or one installation on land, the people that it feeds, the families that it supports, mm-hmm. just one yeah. rig. You're you're talking from grocery runners.
2: Half of Louisiana. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: look <laughs> at Morgan City. Morgan City right. completely went under all their funding for their education system for their public schools comes from the oil and gas industry yeah. yeah and when it tanked they started obviously they started to hey we're not going to give you x amount of money anymore and so the education system suffers so the kids yep. suffer and yeah. you know i mean so it's huge chevron over in pascagoula you know they 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 went through a huge restructuring um so it, you know the oil and gas industry is crazy uh not to get off topic but no um it, it changes so much it it's it it's insane to try to keep up with it. It yeah. really is.
0: You, uh, I just noticed you got the the Gators hat on. You're a Florida, Florida born, yep. Florida born boy, Florida boy. Yeah, through that's uh, and I guess that's a good way to kind of get started on how you got into you know becoming a captain. You you fished all your life growing My whole up. Life charter growing up, boats, yep. I think, is where you started, yep. right? In Destin. Yeah. Okay,
1: so uh, if you want to get into that a little yeah. bit, yeah, grew up. In that's, Destin. Your, that's your origin. That's, that's your origin. That's the roots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I grew up in Destin. Uh, grew up charter fishing out of Destin, Florida, and I was very lucky. Um. Destin was kind of the tip of the spear. A lot of guys, you know, you hear, "Oh, you're from Destin. You fished in Destin," and a lot of guys kind of go, oh, "Great, I got a Destin guy here." But the yeah. thing about what made a Destin fishhead, um, such a diverse community is we could go from snapper fishing at eight o'clock in the morning to being and catching tunas by noon offshore. Yeah, uh, so you had to be able to switch on the fly, mm-hmm. and a lot of times yeah. it did happen on the fly. Um, but yeah, so born and raised in Destin, uh. Great town, great community. I was very fortunate to be part of the fishing community. And I got out when fuel really got... If you remember back in 2004 when the real estate market crashed and it tanked, uh, 2005, and then fuel prices really went up. They skyrocketed. Okay. Uh, it was right after post-Hurricane Ivan. Ivan had come through uh, Florida, my neck of the woods. It actually went into Orange Beach, Pensacola. And uh, we were on the eastern quadrant. And we took a hard hit. And Destin really restructured at that point. Mm-hmm. Um But the government stepped in. So at the time, you were getting hit not only with new federal regulations for the snapper fishing, which we all know that's terrible, that's the worst managed. Yeah, fishery there is. We I got, think of. we got to try
0: to get some of the Department of Marine guys in here to talk about that from their side of the because it does seem it's very frustrating for all the, oh, all, the all the all uh, recreational guys. Yeah. It's point, kind of like you know mm-hmm. thorn in their side because everybody gets aggravated with the the regulations. But I, I got to assume they're trying to preserve the that's, fisheries, that's, right? That's well, just they us they
2: going are. out there trying to catch it. These guys are fishing for their livelihood. Well, it, but that's yeah. say you
0: got a whole different set of right. rules, and then oh, there's right. I know down here there's the kind of the whether it's face to face or kind of behind each other's backs, but talking. The recreational guys complained about the commercial, commercial guys, guys getting uh, so yeah. much and the commercial guys it's a 51 yeah. 49
1: split so to break that down so what happened was we used to have years ago we had 10 days each month to catch whatever you were allotted for snappers and i'm just using red snappers for an example just to kind of clarify things so you had a 200 pound ticket and two pound ticket and you could go catch depending on what boat you were working on at the time you had 10 days each month and you had each trip was a day trip Okay, So you go catch 2,000 pounds that day or you go catch 200 pounds that day, whatever your permit kind of. Right. And so guys were multi. You could charter fish and or commercial fish. Uh, so when they switched to the IFQs, which is an individual fishing quota, you were only allowed 6% of the total allowable catch in your name. So you, they went off catch history. So example, Joey owns a boat. You own a boat. I own a boat. We all had two thousand pound permits, and they went off our catch history. Well, you're on. They're only going to give you six percent of the fifty one percent total allowable catch amongst commercial fishermen. They're only going to give Joey six percent max, myself six percent max. Now you might only get a two percent cut of the fifty one percent because you got all these guys that were involved in that fishery. Mm-hmm. So That's a so lot like, of math involved with that. shit. There yeah. is, and there, there, there's a ton of math. And and so the recreational, and I, I was very fortunate growing up doing it, and I was I was there for the whole transition period into what it is today mm-hmm. um and i got some really good friends that have gone up to congress and and spoke gary jarvis captain gary jarvis out of destin captain jim green out of destin um and gary is now the mayor of destin he's retired he sold his boat um jim green still runs the american spirit not to throw anybody names out there it. but yeah but i'm gonna I'm hook those guys up so if you yeah. head to destin look those cats up uh captain kelly wants he retired i work for captain dale beebe he's retired now captain cliff atwell and And a few other guys growing up throughout the fleet that have all kind of they 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 had their feet on on both sides of the spectrum um they were also commercial fishermen and charter fishermen, so the charter fishing really was the 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 meat and potatoes of the business right, and mm-hmm. then it switched over in the wintertime we put the commercial boxes on and we'd go chase chase snappers and tunas yeah. and whatnot
0: well you were doing both yeah absolutely commercial and charter yeah, absolutely okay. I can't
1: tell you how many times there's a guy I worked for um. Probably one of the most hard-charging cats you'll ever meet. And uh, he's he's 70-something now. He's, he just sold his boat in November. And was still working it? Yeah, he was still Jesus. working it. Jesus. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah, at 72 years <laughs> yeah, old. man. And yeah. so it was a 55-foot boat. Um Damn, that's a big and, and this cat was, I mean, he's, he's almost like a grandfather to me. Mm-hmm. So... uh Anyway, long and short of the story, he's finally retired and, and kind of walked away from the fishing business for like the third time.
0: Were you running your own boat at that time I back was, then? I was, I was. You owned the boat? Or I, you own the, I owned the who, boat. I
1: had some shares in some boats. Okay. Um, so long and short of the story, I, I had several different investments I was involved in. Uh-huh. Um, And so when the market really tanked and the fuel got $5 a gallon and the government got involved, I saw the writing on the wall. So you were out. I was out. I, 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 and I was going through a divorce at the time. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of the, the every fisherman's tail. boat captain's tale. Is It's not how many times. <laughs> it's not, it's not a matter of if. if it's just a matter if, of when. when kind and of how many, when you know, know. how many. So I was going through a pretty brutal divorce. And uh, all you do is fish. That's it. <laughs> and, and and people don't understand, dude. When you're doing it for a living, and and I got really burned out. I did it from the time I was 11 years old, right, until I was 30. 30 years old i mean i fished every single day 290 to 310 days a year i was on a boat chasing fish and so whether i was in and, and i was pretty lucky because i got to do it in the gulf and i got to do it in panama and i got to do it in the bahamas and i got to do it in costa rica after that much fishing though do you still is it the yeah. same is it thing? a job or a hobby yeah. yeah to me i mean how many times have we gone fishing together yeah zero not many (laughs) exactly (laughs) at all (laughs) exactly so my point being is and it's just like anything else i think anything that you do that much when you when you're 300 days a year right doing that they go oh man that's the life no it's really not because you're burnt you You, want to get off a boat and go to land we want to get off land and go to boat and so when (laughs) i made the transition from the from the fishing industry to the oil and gas industry and i became a professional captain and 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 that's not that i'm not taking anything away from the fishing side of it but the professionalism on a merchant mariner versus a fishing boat guy out of Tampa, Florida or Biloxi, Mississippi. I mean, I I really, I tell guys all the time, you haven't driven a boat till you've gone to Louisiana and seen where we stick these 300 foot boats Mm -hmm. or 250 foot, boat. we stick them in some God awful places. So that, that, that brings to the next kind of segment
0: is you're, you're, you left the, the commercial fishing, commercial, and then also charter fishing down in Destin. Sold my
1: boats, got out of the business. And that's, that's one license, right? Yeah, well, that was yeah, that was all on, on a hundred ton license. Yes, but it, all, okay. it all grows, right? Like yeah, it one, does. You, it all starts with your what are we, you call it a six pack, and then you know, yeah, blah, 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 it's yeah. A OUPV, and then it's and so you can go a couple different ways about it. Uh, so let's talk about the license you had, right? Then, but when when you I in had destined. a hundred ton license. Okay, in What's, what, how, what does it take to get that? You go through your OUPV class, What's and it? then and which is an operator. Of an uninspected passenger vessel or something, it's a it's a very it's a six pack license. Yeah. So the guys that run charter around, boat. I think it's something different. Charter when I think boat. Six pack. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So do I. Right. But the guys that you see like in Biloxi Bay on the small charter boats, that's a six pack license. Mm. Those guys can operate right. up to six passengers, less than fifty gross tons. Okay. Um, so anything you get start jumping up in tonnage, you can go to a fifty ton license. You r- rarely, rarely, rarely hear that size license. Most of the guys go from a six pack to a hundred ton, and then that's kind of where they stop at in the fishing business because you only need, you need a 100-ton license to carry over six passengers. Ah. But the so gross tonnage of the vessels are hardly ever that, that, club, that yeah. big. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you might get a boat that's 89 or 90 tons, and that's a big boat for the fishing industry. That's huge. Um, You know, 72-foot boat, that's a lot of boat. That's right. a bunch. That's a huge boat. Yeah, I mean, you stand the, you know, three, so four we know days somewhere, big, right? You big would think so, but those are day boats. Right? Yeah, but yeah. yeah, exactly. But those are day boats in Destin. So, um,
2: they got more money than us. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some bunch of
1: Yankees that moved yeah, down there. Really, they, they got
0: uh, boats like that in Cabo too. They do they, exactly they trip boats in Cabo. So
1: and so, um, but a lot of guys have like a fifty-five or fifty-six GNS or forty-six GNS or like we were talking the other days. There's some guys that got some Hatteras and some Bertrams and Vikings. And the, but the charter fleet is a lot of custom boats. It's so a roll. Makes any
0: sense. Rolled over from the 100 ton, and then you decide, I'm going to. A, into, I went
1: to the oil field, yeah. and I got in with a 100 ton license. Um, And you can run crew boats, and there's some OSVs that you can run, and and up to about a 220 foot boat. But that's a lot Ooh. of boat for a guy with a uh, with a 100 ton license. Yeah.
0: Like he's kind of pushing his limits as to Absolutely, what his license covers. Yeah,
1: it's, it's 99 gross ton on the paperwork, but really that's a 1600 ton boat. And and it that's a lot of boat. Uh, I mean a 1600-ton captain needs to be running a boat that size. So that's how I got my foot in the door. Um and I was I was kind of, it was kind of cool because I was able to make the transition from the fishing business, right, being going from the cowboy days to the fishing business and then getting into the oil and gas industry at the end of the cowboy days. Right. So when the oil man, when the company man was saying, oh, well, you know, if you don't go do this, we're, we're going to find another boat to do it. I was at the very tail end of that as I was com- making the transition.
0: All right. Let's um, explain that. You, as they, bo- you're not a boat owner now. You no, work for Because no, no, no. right, these boats are yeah, huge. These boats are giant. All right, So yeah. you work for a company yes. that owns these big-ass boats. Absolutely. Right. That company works in partnership or, or, or like a subcontractor industry. Industry. Yes. for the oil and yeah, gas industry. Exactly
1: what it is. It's a charter. And it's a transport. It's, transport right. yeah. in, I'm basically a truck driver on the water. Right. see I like that I so can understand kind of it. Yeah. yeah so yeah, so basically, uh, with the rig needs uh any drilling equipment that they need if they're pushing mud or they're they're they're, they're uh tripping pipe or pushing pipe down the hole mm-hmm. um or if it's on the production side so the wells already established, the rigs on on location is producing oil, you'll have a production run, and what I mean by a production run is you're gonna go out and bring the guys on the rig groceries, you're gonna pump them some a little shot of diesel fuel, you might give them some methanol or glycol but mm. if you're on a drilling job you got pipe you got mud you got bay right you got cement you got gel there's a there's nine million different things going on at one time so things that they need brought that they to them. gotta have you, on you, them do you carry crew yeah. The, for yeah. The, yeah for the rig sometimes okay yeah now the crew boats do that's what a crew boat so that's is. that's a separate boat yeah. they jump yes. on and jump on. so off. You, if you've ever seen the boats that are moving 20 25 knots coming out of fushion or out of the river when you go to the river and go fishing you get this boat coming out and it's it throws an eight 8,000 8, foot, foot weight It's yeah. got It's a quad screw And it's You know yeah. it's, it's 200 feet long And it's making th- Almost 30 knots And your eyeballs are, you know, And like, they don't hold. stop No they don't They don't worry that's about That's a crew the, boat That's a crew boat <laughs> So what their job is Is they're gonna put The rig crews on What well, might be Slumber J Or Halliburton guys Or whatever Now the guy, Nowadays a lot of guys fly yeah, Believe it or not yeah, yeah, It's a yeah, hell yeah, yeah. of a lot Cheaper to fly yeah. guys In and out Right It's quicker Than it is And it is way quicker But it, the price Believe it or not Because it's just kerosene and you're you're paying for everything for cost. So you do you put a helicopter in the air and fly the helicopter out with the guys for 30 guys because the helicopters are huge now. They're all the size of right. They're all, all built off a of military airframe that can uh-huh. carry you know a passenger helicopter. So they're flying 30 guys out to the rig and they're doing it for really really cheap. So the crew boats are really suffering on that side of it. Um, but I'm on OSVs. So you, I I I went from a hundred ton to a 200 ton license. Okay. And then I went from a 200 ton and I studied studied and I I it was around the time I met y'all Yeah. we started hanging out. I was doing a lot. Of, if y'all remember, I was on the boat for 28 days and I go to a class Long time, and then yeah, I'd go to school, come, you know, and I go to class for 14 days and then I'd go back on the boat for another 70 days to pay for another class. And I jumped up to my 500, 1600 ton license. And that's where I'm at now. Uh, the next step is a third mate unlimited and I'm really not interested in, in going that big. Uh, that's when you really start getting into like the 600, what, 700, 800 foot container ship. What is that? Yeah. What, what does that boat look like? It, well, it, so, it's a ship. Uh, right. So, one you, carries like, all that stuff with, like, shipping containers, the big gigantic Yeah, one. exactly. Right. Now, now you're talking, it's unlimited tonnage. Wow. So, it doesn't matter that, yeah, there's no tonnage limitation on my license. Does that make sense? If you got that next step. If one. I went to that next step. Right. But it, financially, for me right now, and where I'm at in my career, and where I'm at in my life, I just don't see myself pursuing, going on any further in, in into my license. A five hundred sixteen hundred ton license is big enough. Yeah. It's as big as anything I'm gonna need to drive in the Gulf of Mexico. Or whether I go to Trinidad or or, or Peru. We got some some jobs that are opening up uh overseas and, and a lot of the oil and gas industry is going overseas. And so um, some of that, yes, but right now I'm I'm pretty comfortable. I'm I'm good. We we had this conversation. Um, I don't remember when it was. It was a while back. But what
0: was it like? Like what it? Because I'm super green when it comes to what you do, mm-hmm. right? And we talked about it. What are you studying when you're studying to become that to get that license, right? So
1: a lot of it's like stability. That's stability. What, of that's the what you explained to me. Um, so t- there's a, it's, it's a lot of trigonometry. Believe it or not. See
0: kids? Pay attention in class. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Do, Do your so, math. You might use it
1: one day. So the so the one thing that like I was horrible with in school was uh-huh. math. I was great at English and could write an email with my eyes closed. I'm gonna go be a ship captain. <laughs> and I'll never use this shit. I'll yeah. never use this shit, yeah. man. I'm going to be a fisherman. I don't need mm-hmm. screw this teacher, you yeah. know. And then then flash uh, forward uh, what 30 yeah, years, 20th, you're like, yeah. son yeah. of a oh, bitch calculus. Miss Smith mm-hmm. was right. Yeah. 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 Trigonometry. Well, I don't know shit about trigonometry. But my teacher, my my you know, thank God my sister is a math teacher you're at Ocean Springs uh, High School be, so I yeah. scored on that dude. Yeah, yeah
0: hey go show me how to do this I'm a retard that's oh, it yeah. uh, but why trigonometry what are you using that for
1: uh, well you're using a lot for stability of the vessel so uh, basically uh, Bound, weight and balance yeah yeah. Uh, and the guys that are listening to this that are boat cabins are probably going oh my god this dude's really gonna try to explain this shit because you can't right? you have to yeah. physically sit down and look at it So, but you got what you call a vertical center of gravity, and that changes throughout the vessel depending on what you have below deck cargo, on deck cargo. So, um, a basic run to a production rig, we're just going to use this for example. They're going to put a 250-foot boat, uh, supply boat, 10-knot boat, slow as molasses, but it can carry the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can carry a whole deck load of drill pipe uh, groceries. I can carry up to 800 gross tons of deck cargo, that's not counting the diesel fuel, the the completion fluids, and everything else that's below deck. Mm-hmm. So, And that's where it all goes in. And then the ship construction. You study a lot of ship construction. Uh, you're going to do um, lots of plotting. Lots of crazy-ass plots, man. I mean, like I had one question during the test that was, you know, I departed somewhere in Japan and was going to land in San Francisco, sunrise, sunsets, ETAs. And they wanted to know the time I was going to get there, my fuel burn... Okay. From point A to point B. Uh, And then in the question, it said, all right, so you're going to, you're leaving Okinawa at X amount of time. You're going to land your your ETA to San Francisco. You need to be at San Francisco at this dock at this time. So in that question, you're going to have to figure out your your fuel calculations, sunrise, sunsets the speed well, over ground i'm going to take there. time zone <laughs> exactly
0: um i'm just picturing there's any flat earthers who are ship captains not,
1: i promise <laughs> you not a one yeah you know I mean? like straight yeah. dude. they're yeah. all yeah. They're, they're, trying to answer that
0: question he's like well yeah. i can only go one way yeah. all right so, yeah. i
1: can't go off the edge and i don't want to so. drive off the edge so yeah it, it's insane that we got to turn around earther, that whole flat earth thing those people need to be kicked in the dick yeah, man. Man. i crazy. love listening to him talk it's hilarious that's yeah, funny, isn't it man? is. They're great. But, but, so
0: yeah, so so it's a lot of like balancing act, it right? Is, on it a is, ship it carrying is. that much shit because it is. I think there's videos out there of what happens when you don't get those numbers right. Yeah, you're upside down. You're yeah, you you're, see, you're, it? you're
1: you're you're walking on the ceiling and you're underwater. You yeah. know, your bed's wet. That's
0: a day. That's a bad day at yeah. work. Yeah. So we
1: always we always try to say keep the bottom side wet. There you go. That's that's kind mm-hmm. of the motto. You know, when you when we talk to another guy signing off on the radio. So that's just the kind of the tip of the iceberg. Right. on the junction. Um, there's a lot of kids that are coming like. And I tell a lot of guys this, if you're really interested in doing this and the younger kids that are coming up, if you can get in the academies, uh, Texas A&M is huge. It's a great school. It's a great maritime school. Um, I don't think I even knew that that was part of a college. I didn't either at the time, and I wish I would have 25 years ago. You can go to Texas A&M. You can go to Texas A&M. Get a bachelor's degree? Is is that how that works? or is It's it's more of a a technical uh, program. It's a technical program, but you're walking out with a third mate unlimited. Yeah. Which is a huge license, and these guys are twenty-two years old. Is that's in demand? I would assume right now. Oh, it's huge in yeah. demand because the the size of the boats are getting bigger, and the oil field they're getting bigger. There's right. the, you're not going to stop it. We're drilling deeper. Uh you you think about it. Back in the day when we were kids, not to sound crazy, but um, when we were kids, you know, a deep water rig was a couple thousand feet. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you, you might go out to. The salt domes and go catch a few yeah, tunas. Couple, now at the midnight lump, right? Well, midnight right. lump. Oh my god, that's deep. West Delta 143. There's a rig right there. Well, now we don't even check up. I go yeah. another hundred miles south Dang of that.
2: Super structures. Yeah,
1: we're we're drill, Those guys are drilling almost 10,000 feet of water. That's, that's before crazy. they even hit the mud. Damn. On the bottom, that's and then they're drilling, you know, 10,000 feet. Shelf just lump. drops. Straight yeah, off. it's it's. So the boats are getting bigger. Why so, are they going
0: deeper? Regulation or that's where the oil's at. That's where the oil's at. I was talking to a buddy of mine at work, and we were talking about that. And he was, we were talking about the regulation part of it, mm-hmm. right? Because I know, like in Florida too, they don't want to see those rigs. Yeah, coal coalition, but, and whatever. Yeah. But it, it also makes it more difficult when there's a problem, right? When you're drilling absolutely. ten thousand feet of water, absolutely. like the BP deal, something goes wrong. It's right, a long it's, it's twins, a lot harder to fix than it's eighty feet of water, foot of water right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And so, you know, eighty feet of water, you're close to the beach. You right. can get a boat there quick. Right. You can get a In, diver down there. Anything. Yeah. yeah. You know ROV. I mean? And everything at that depth is all ROV work. So they got, you know, these boats are 400 feet long, 600 feet long. Uh, a company I used to work for, they had a boat that was designed to do that well intervention is what it's called. It's a well intervention vessel. If there's a problem, you mean? <laughs> and there's a problem. They bring this boat online and they bring it out to the rig. Well, the boat's making like a million and a half dollars a day to come on location. How do we get Tough. one of those?
2: Tough. Tough. <laughs> yeah. Not How right. do we get one of those? You so got to have a coon Amazon. on <laughs> Amazon, I'm sure Amazon, you and drag of buyers. You can order it on Amazon. Get it tomorrow, this. Prime. Um,
1: yeah. It's like a million and a half dollars a day to get this boat on location to do what it does, but the boat sits a lot. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, right, 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 right. But when shit hits the fan or when they got a, a job coming hold up. hold all the, the
0: leverage on that boat. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, you want it done. You don't you, want to pay that? Okay. 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 Call, me two, call, that. Me yeah, call me in two days. Yeah, call me in two days when you really got a problem. Exactly. So I, there, there's a prime example. That everybody just, they they can't fathom the money. If I could just have a percent, one percent of the money that's wasted Oh yeah. in the yeah. oil and gas industry, yeah. I would never have to sail again. Mm-hmm. I would never step across a gangway to go on a boat. One percent of what they waste a year—that's all I want. I would think that those companies, though, this isn't government, right? These no. are private companies. These are all what, private what's companies. with the waste there? I mean, Dude, such so a big operation. I was it's like. such a huge operation, and you got guys that have no clue what they're doing that are making executive decisions. Mm. And 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 I could get into this. Like the dispatchers really don't pay attention. Their their sole purpose in life is the rig calls. The rig needs this equipment, so they go line up the equipment. The equipment's delivered to the boat. They put the equipment on the boat, and they send it offshore. That is all the dispatchers. He is the liaison between the vessel and the rig. Okay. He's the bitch boy. Okay. Does that make any sense? Okay. But a lot of times, those guys think that they're going to make decisions, and so they start kind of rolling with the punches, so to speak, or things kind of start snowballing on them. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, we're making multiple runs to a rig when I could have put everything on the boat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And Stay in your lane, bro. Yeah. Stay and and I lane. tell them all this all the time. I go, well, if you if the rig knew and you knew that we needed this piece of equipment, we were waiting on it, why did you send me 115 or 140 miles offshore to go drop off one piece of equipment to come back to the dock, only to put on t- another piece of equipment to turn You're around and go right back rig. out? What's yeah. there? If the rig's not shut in, there's not stopping it, but it, it, those guys just feel the pressure from the company man on the rig. So, it, it you have to be in that industry to really know what I'm talking about. Right. But it's just it's an insane amount of pressure on those I'm guys. I'm sure, like you're saying, the logistics in there. It's, is insane. Just, it's insane. Yeah, Crazy. it is. I mean, you got to think, these guys, are they're responsible for, uh, like, a company man on a rig. They, a drill ship. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to throw the oil company out there, but we were working with the drill sh- two drill ships. They were a million dollars a day to have that drill ship on location drilling a hole. Jesus. And I worked with those two drill ships... <laughs> So it's $2 million a day just to have the drill ships on location. And I worked with those guys for almost two years, and we chased the boat around the Gulf. Um, and they punched some holes that, that produced, and then they punched some holes that they were did. like seawater. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it literally, yeah, that's but just seawater. But when, when you hit it, when, when you, you hit, hit it, you it's hit it good. payday. Yeah.
0: So. yeah. Exactly. What uh, I know it probably varies from boat to boat, mm-hmm. and industry to industry. What What is your current schedule that you work now?
1: Right now, I'm doing 28 14s. Okay, so 28, 28 on. days on the boat, 14 right. days home. So you get a four, you get a two week vacation for every month of work.
0: That's that's one of the that's things. I, you're one. You're somebody, and I know a couple other people that that are um, in that industry as far as the way they work. My dad even did that. His whole, you know my whole life growing up, he he was on. He wasn't a captain, but he was a, a welder and, and worked in the oil right gas. and the old guys. But like that's a tough part of what you do, right? Is yeah, being absolutely. gone for 28 yeah. days. Leave your
2: family.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, I am very fortunate because of my wife and she uh she's got a pretty tight community around her, your guys' right. wives and then and then some other people that are around her. They can take care of a lot of things for her. But she was very fortunate because her grandfather was in that business. Mm. And and they're from South Louisiana. So she understands right the life. What and, it takes. And yeah, exactly. And and so there's a lot of chicks out there and I not to throw chicks under the bus. Right that aren't aren't going to deal with that no it's no. tough <laughs> it's hard you know yeah. i mean
2: you ain't leaving me with your kids exactly you know exactly
1: you know you're going where for 28 days yeah, right yeah. i can't talk to you and you're going to be at the rig and i i can't talk to my husband or my significant other for does yeah. does communications so, nowadays it's got to be a little oh, bit it's a better, lot better right? man yeah. we got sat phones when i first started um it was literally still pay phones so, yeah like you yeah. might have a cell phone that might work you yeah. know but you come to the dock and there'd be a line at the payphone and guys were all lined up to calling home their old ladies. Yeah. You know? And Is you knew it- you knew when the old lady stepped out on the dude because the dude slammed yeah. the phone down and he's bolting to the gate and over the dang. fence. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till I get yeah. home. Exactly, yeah. and he was jetting and you know, and all the shit's still sitting on the boat. And you're like, "Hey, dude, where are you going? Do you, you have got to
2: get Jody away from the wife? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now. He around. just needs
1: to pay a bill or two, dude. Nowadays, no. <laughs> right, pay my light bill, yeah. man. My mortgage is pretty high. Bro. Hook me up, man. You cut the damn yard every now <laughs> and then, <laughs> just, shit, dude. Just come through, make a pass, man.
0: Help me out, bro. Be the kid. Does your Does your ship have a like a satellite link? Uh, absolutely that, that yes. provides wi-fi to the yes, boat we okay. have wi-fi on board so you're pretty connected though. yeah we are not that that is any you know that that's no, as it like being home makes yeah, it, it easier though yeah but i mean so you facetime your so, kids well not like. really
1: uh, it depends man it really depends sometimes i can facetime um putting a nobody needs nobody can be on the on the system when i'm doing that uh, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. they everything. slow it down it's basically yeah exactly and i'm not a, i'm not into that world so to speak yeah um I'm not a computer nerd by any means. Oh, you're on the interwebs now, though. I'm surviving. <laughs> barely, <laughs> Screaming, right? bro. Yeah, you're streaming, bro. Hey, dude, you're, I stand, you're in it, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm standing here looking at the at the computer mm-hmm, going, wow. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. No, but um, so I am. There's there's times internet service has gotten a lot better. And then so is cell phone service offshore. You know, I mean, like we swap carriers to to have better service when I'm 100 miles offshore.
0: Elon Musk is trying to get the satellites well, up I, right now, man. We well, got high speed internet just, everywhere. Didn't the so. company yeah. just put. T-Mobile a, did. Yeah, T-Mobile
1: I'll own the rigs, right? It's a floating rig. It's almost like a floating cell phone uh, tower. They got an area, yeah. yeah. And it's right there off the river. But so I was with, uh, and I don't like doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I hate these bastards. But at and I was with AT&T for a long time. Right. And AT&T was like the best carrier for the Gulf of Mexico. They, they had kick-ass service. Well, then I was getting these $800 bills. I'd get to the dock. And I'm like, "What do you mean? I got a bill for eight hundred dollars? I'm calling them, you know, trying to.
2: You were roaming.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. You, think? <laughs> you weren't just roaming. You were roaming in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, "What do you mean? I'm, a, I'm, dude, I'm in South Louisiana. I'm in Port Fouchon, Louisiana. You're pinging one of them
0: towers over there
1: or something. Exactly. Damn. The towers. That the signal off the tower was stronger than the than the, the tower in, yeah. that had up wow. the bayou up in Golden Meadow. Wow. So you'd be in the slip loading cargo, and I'd call home, and you know, you got your phone to you. You're not looking at your phone, right? right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was switched from AT&T to off-network. Well, you might be on the phone for 30 minutes. Right. And then um, you hang up the phone, then you call your mom, and then you call your dad. Son of a bitch. Free yeah. nights and weekends. Yeah. Bring back free yeah. nights and weekends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's the old shaft. So, I mean, I, I fought that for years and years and years. And then um, went to Galveston, was really lucky in Galveston because Galveston's, you know, right there behind Houston. And I was in Galveston for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I didn't have those issues with AT&T. It was really good service. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you get so far offshore and there's not shit off no. of galveston texas so what, what's a
0: uh what's a regular day in the life of of a captain? Of me yeah
1: <laughs> yep um uh, when you're out obviously it, it I, i'm very very fortunate so the boat uh that i run i got a really good crew man yeah a really 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 good crew and that is really hard to find so if y'all follow me on facebook or instagram every now and then you'll yeah, see me instagram, say hey congratulations man. to I wanna throw a uh, uh, shout out to my guys because these they did, you know, Coast Guard ABS. So on and we go through our annual inspections of the vessel. And uh, so those guys those guys make my life easy. So I'm up at eight o'clock, I go make my round to the bridge, and I'm gonna go, you know, I'm about to go work out, so I'll make a round up to the bridge, check out things, check emails. Um, breakfast. Sometimes if I'm lucky. Um I gotta cook. cook, on cook no, everything. we cook our own meals, dude. Damn. But look, so this is where you need the four hundred pound deck the guy that can't walk outside to rig cargo yeah. is the cook.
2: Never trust a skinny chef. No, True. ever. Never you can do that. You can
1: make that chef. kind of
0: assignment. Like, look, dude, yeah, you dude. don't have to do anything else. <laughs> I'm God. Just cook. Yeah, you're God.
1: I'm yeah. God. So I'm I tell go, well, what do you do? I go, I'm God. Yeah. I'm yeah. basically, you know, and there's a lot of guys that, that take that to the extreme, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've always told my crew members, if I have to tell you what to do, you don't want me to find the job for you to do, because I'm yeah. going to find the shittiest. I'm, And what I mean, sh- take the toilet off, mm-hmm. change the wax ring out. You know, some crazy off-the-wall shit. What a toothbrush. How many crew members do you have on your boat? So right now we we have a 12-man crew. Okay. um, Including yourself? Including myself, yeah. So I have uh, two bridge officers on each watch. Those are licensed guys just like myself, but I'm just the one that's basically I'm the fall guy. So, shit hits the fan. Man. Right. They're going to play me. fingers at uh, it. you. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, I'm uh, not the captain. <laughs> hey, exactly. And uh, you can dude, I can't tell you how many times i got to go down dude. with yeah, the ship, me. bro. You yeah. got to go down with the ship, man. Yeah. I mean, you get these guys and they come on the boat and they're cock of the walk. And then the Coast Guard walks on. They ask a question. They go, I'm not the captain.
2: Not that <laughs> Talk there. to that guy.
1: So, I mean, and you're kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah. But, um, like I said, I'm so lucky to have such a great crew. I'm really blessed because those guys really know what they're doing inside and out. So eight o'clock
0: in the morning, get up, go check yeah. on the bridge. You said make sure everything's make my rounds.
1: If we're off the if we're offshore, yeah, obviously I'm gonna go up, talk to the rig, talk to the guys in the bridge, find out kind of what's going on. Uh, talk to the engineering department. Um, Check my engineers, my chief engineer. Mm-hmm. Now you're you tied know.
2: up to the rig at this point. Right? No, we're or on D- we're
1: on DP. We don't we don't tie up. To okay, the rig. so, so you all yeah, just... we're at the rig working. So yeah. dynamic positioning. And we were talking about that yes. earlier. Yes. So the boat's on DP. We got a pump on or a hose on us. We're pumping mud or they might be picking up cargo or whatever. It's basically a computer system holds the boat in position right. you're I'm not like, dropping an anchor no, <laughs> you, got, yeah. you got thrusters that
0: are keeping you where absolutely you need to be, right? yeah 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 and so, it's all in a computer managed more yes, or less right absolutely yeah. yeah autopilot looking there you go kind of thing
1: uh yeah it's a big ass panel with a lot of buttons I, I, every,
0: a lot of y'all you and a, a couple other guys when they take pictures of the bridge yeah i always see it's that big looks like a big tablet that screen right? yeah, yeah it's like a it's giant cool tablet shit. yeah 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 It's yeah. like that's some the shit off the enterprise or something yeah kind of yeah
1: it's pretty crazy um so the DP system's doing its thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll go up and I'll check with my DPOs. You know, those are dynamic positioning officers. They're also captains. We all have to be a DPO. Um, so I'll check with those guys, check status of the boat, call engineering, check engineering, check emails, and then... um I'm
0: giving it all she's got. Giving us all she's got, Captain. <laughs> yeah. I can't give it no more. So he's just back there. He's making sure the engine's running, purring like a kitten? Absolutely. Okay. And then he's doing Which, What pur- kind of engine you got on that boat?
1: So that boat right there, we got 3516 uh, Caterpillars okay. for main engines. A little and bit of horsepower? F- uh, slow. Yeah, they're 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 not they're not super fast. It's, that's one thing I do like about the crew boats. They haul ass. Yeah, yeah. but you don't. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, but but they can't not, pull what you can pull. No, I right. can pull the house down. That's exactly. Right. But then and then for uh um for do, main engines, or, do tug of wars with those boats for gins We have pulled some guys off some sure shit happened, like yeah. Baptiste Collette. Yeah. I had a buddy of mine. He called me up one night. He was coming in. Hit uh, that big flat. He hit the flat, and Baptiste Collette stuck bigger than shit. And here he is with this two hundred foot boat pushed up in the mud. Hey, uh, where you at? I said I'm coming in behind you. Why? He said uh, I need you to hook me up and hook up to me and pull me off this. It's like day. a little friendly favor. Like, like, uh, don't yeah. tell the company don't, about this. Don't talk. Don't call the coast guard. What the heck mean, do you yeah. hook up with? uh giant ass ropes. Got to be. Uh, right. uh, yeah. Or so, so, chains, so six. No. No. Too no, heavy. No, yeah. You ain't gonna pull them with chain. We six inch housers. That's towing housers. We every boat's got them. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so a lot of guys that, in y'all's world not to. But, you know, quarter-inch rope, half-inch rope's pretty big. Yeah, Yeah. huge, yeah. But I got guys throwing two-inch, two-and-a-half-inch nylon. Uh Uh-huh. You know, deck hands. So a six-inch houser is kind of what we use to pull guys off the mud. That's Depends on how stuck you are, man. Yeah. I mean, you drive that thing on up in there at four and a half, five knots at night in the fog. You know, <laughs> a lot of mud <laughs> over there. It's a lot of mud. I'm gonna have to put some oomph on you to get yeah. you. Out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. But we uh, so we I don't think we finished it. So the eight, you hit the
1: gym, you check the bridge. Yeah. Just no, no, we it. didn't make it to the gym yet. You yeah, check the bridge. Yeah, yeah check the get, bridge. Get yeah, my yeah, little workout in. Yeah. Get my little pump in. Okay. Go get cleaned up, And then I come on tower. Decent, decent gym on the boat. Yeah. 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 Got,
0: got everything you need. Dumbbells.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. You I got mean, a, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, elliptical machine or a, right, uh we
1: got treadmills, treadmill, yeah, yeah dude, yeah, comforts yeah, a home, dude. Yeah, exactly. You just swim, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of water to drink, dude.
0: Uh, and then what
1: after the gym? Then, then so you get cleaned up and you come on tower, what we call coming on tower. So you come up, shift starts, yeah, and your right. shift officially starts. But as the master, you really don't get the break. Um, you're pretty much your shift happens whenever, right? So. They can um, wake you up if they need you. Yeah, exactly. So, and it, you got company policies and you got oil company policies that kind of fall in line with some things. So, if we were pumping any below deck cargo uh, for one oil company I worked for for a long time, anything that was below deck that we were pumping, so, i.e. fuel, gel, bayrite, cement, anything mm-hmm. that they needed from the tanks below, I had to be up. Whether I was on watch or not, I still needed to be awake. Just in Me case. and the chief engineer, exactly. So, those guys, me and my chief engineer, we might be sitting in the bridge. You might be pull a 12 hour watch and then go down, and those guys call for the hose, and you're like, shit, dude. Yeah. So you just go went to bed. I'm, so I'm sitting there, you know, you're literally laying there with the engineer, you know, you're laying, reading a book, and the other guys are handling it the assistant engineer, the relief engineer, the relief captain. They're doing their job, but because the oil company wanted me to be up, I had to be and up. And that's in case yeah.
0: something happens and you need to make an immediate decision or something? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Get the boat out of the way. There's whatever trouble. happens, happens. Yeah. 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 So the the master role is very very glorified, but it's um. Well, you got all the responsibility. It Doesn't yeah, matter what everything industry weighs on you're your in soul. there. Yeah. yeah, I mean everything weighs on your shoulder. That's why you get paid the big. That's point. right. Exactly. That's right. So and that's the other thing is I tell guys you know oh man you're gone all the time I don't ever get to see. You. Yeah, but I mean I'm not sweating bullets. My my kids got things I never was able to. That's get. right. You that's know what, what I mean. That's why you do. That's what it's all, what it's it. all about. It's yeah. Like, and you know let's just call a spade a spade, dude. I don't think I'd survive a land job very long. I've been on boats my whole life. I don't know anything else besides a damn boats. Yeah. Sea legs It's beautiful out there yeah. it, exactly. it can be It can be sh- Real yeah. shitty environment well, What's you. uh? You got any
0: good stories About some bad shit That you've been in and- Yeah I've been in all kinds Of wild shit What you wanna know did get, Like weather wise Joey's a huge uh, Hater of weather Yeah so am I <laughs> like, I, I'm I a hate sissy. winter. Yeah. So I hey, tell guys All the time does not like To see any type of clouds Any type of anything I like blue yeah, skies sunshine His whole personality man,
1: changes yeah. yeah so does mine So yeah. when I'm on the boat I turn into an asshole uh, and, and all my crew members Know that like when They're the like, weather goes bad, or just yeah, on the boat, just on when the weather goes bad on the boat. Okay, on okay. the boat, the right. weather turns to shit. I'm I turn into a dick. Yeah, and, and the guys mm-hmm. are like, "Why are you, so? oh, dude? I hate the winter." What's the, What's the one that sticks out in your mind the most? Um, I know you got like I one. Do. I do. Like, I got a couple of them. So we were working. Uh, I don't know if you know it, but Shell Auger. I don't know if y'all know where that's at. Y'all mm-hmm. probably haven't been that far west. We were at Shell Auger. Um, so the guys that are in the oil and gas industry that listen to this podcast, they know where that's at. I promise you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Auger, we were working. Uh. It was a, it's a shell rig. Anyway, we're working a production job for these guys, and the weather was starting to come up a little bit. And uh, I told the I called the rig and I said, "Listen, I'll pump y'all like fifty five thousand gallons of methanol. That's I need to I need to pull away. The boat's not really holding position very well. Um, you know, just for the safety of the boat and the crew and the rig." We're gonna pull away. Okay,
0: okay. no problem, Cap. So
1: they It wasn't
0: holding position because of the weather. Weather, okay. right. The seas
1: had picked up. The wind was blowing, you know, 35, 40 like, knots. You got
0: enough you got enough to hold you over. I need to back
1: away from yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah, you're gonna get the job done. I'm, I'm pulling away. And the safeties come and I'm gonna give credit where credit's due. The oil and gas industry right. oh, yeah. has really changed tremendously since the BP deal, the you yeah. know Deepwater Horizon. <laughs> safety's so, in a big time. Oh, it's huge. It's, yeah. that's the ultimate factor you know and i tell those guys all the time too before i get on with this story when they walk across that gangway my ultimate goal as their captain and their boss is to make sure they leave with a pocket full of money with the same amount of fingers and toes they walked across that gangway with you know what i mean i want to get you home to your family and kids but i want to get you home a little bit better financially financially than you you walked across the gangway so anyway um and i've had to make some tough decisions but anyway we were uh we were at the rig rig was like oh okay uh well you know, we're going to go ahead and get the hose off. You just hang out till the weather blows over. Well, that night I went to bed. It was 18 feet, 18-foot mm. seas. Yeah. 40 Bring, five. Me back home. Not... Bring me back home And how big a boat was that at the time? That was
0: a 210-foot rope. Now, this may be maybe a stupid question, but do you still feel that a lot in a boat that size? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're talking— a, You're talking— Yeah. When so you're walking down the hallways. Yeah. I yeah mean, You're walking on the walls. Out, right? There's Shit's all over the place. It's yard sale inside the boat. You're not sleeping in that. No. no, dude. And the boat's beating and banging. So we were, I went to bed, it was 18 feet blowing 45 knots. Were
0: you connected to the rig at no, 18 feet? No, no, no. Okay, no, no, okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. We, so, were, we
1: had pulled away. We were, running, we were running what we call weather patterns. So you just drive back and forth. You drive into the weather, into the seas, and then you turn, you go down, sea for a while. Right. And you turn around, you That's, go up, That was going to be my next question. Yeah. 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 You just put so, the bow to the wind, right? Yep. Bow and, yeah. into the big seas, into the big point. You put in the pointy end of the big waves and just go. Ram it. Like the
0: pointy end and jam it into that wave. Straight through the wave. Yep. And just go slow. You
1: know. How do you turn
0: around? to get to come back down carefully <laughs> <laughs> you got to time that shit you out in a way so you
1: know i mean like i tell guys all the time like we get a green captain like say y'all came on the boat and i'm i'm fixing the guy i've been up for 24 hours i'm exhausted i'm going to bed all right everything comes in sets of three right you surfed been on both yeah, you yeah look, you, it, it, that's, so so everything comes in sets of three so you take the three big waves and then you go okay i got x amount of time to turn and at night it's really tricky because you can't yeah, see sure. right so you're doing it in the blind bring me um, back home <laughs> yeah, exactly so uh what do you do you just cut it hard one way and just floor it basically yeah, yeah. you just twin screwed the shit out of it and turn all the thrusters oh on yeah that's and, right y'all got yeah so yeah. you can pretty much spin it's on a dime a yeah. yeah i'm yeah. thinking
0: 25 foot no. center console <laughs> no, style. No, no, no. <laughs> and
1: everybody's like oh yeah you can you turn know, on a dime boom. yeah we turn on a dime we got a lot of ass load of power we turn inside our own axis right there you but go but it takes time to get there that's still yeah, 200 200 feet, feet. <laughs> you're, you're turning 300 yeah no well, now and nowadays about 300 feet so and it's a whole different ballgame now. But the boats, the, as big as they are, you really don't have to run weather patterns. Very rarely do you run a weather pattern now. Um, because it's so the day, big, they, they just, just say, take. So, see, we take it. You just yeah. put the bow into Even it. Even at 18 feet? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you just put the bow into it, and, and just you just... And, and dude, I could get into yeah, it, yeah, uh, yeah. but I'm not going to, but basically, you, you know, you go on your DP system and you set the, you set a track line and gotcha. put the boat in DP and the the DP system will follow that track you line. You said dynamic positioning? Dynamic yeah.
0: positioning, yeah. It just keeps it on there.
1: And it holds that track line. So I, I can run a track line two miles and just say, Hey, I'll, you know, I want the boat on this heading and I want it to go two miles this direction at this speed mm-hmm. and you just kick back and watch the computer do its thing it's pretty it's, it's, it's insane. pretty sweet and yeah. so
0: you, you go to bed and, and this night you're talking about you've you backed, feet. You backed away
1: from the damn pulled away from rig. the rig and I went to bed by the time i went to bed it was 18 feet and i told the guy that came up uh the guy that came up he's actually dead now but um he was a guy. not because of that night no <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he didn't make it no he, uh, he up, dude he had that he had that shit called cancer man yeah, yeah. As, uh, yeah. you know wiped him out it's horrible yeah. great cat uh Anyway, so he comes up, and he's like, all right, well, I got it, man. Go to bed, Cap. And I said, all right. I said, well, wake me up if anything gets too bad. And he's like, okay. So I went to bed. And, you know, 18 foot, you really don't sleep. It's kind of like sleeping like a cat on a bowling ball, you know, kind of thing. Right. You're just holding on at that point. You can wedge yourself as much as you want, but you're not sleeping. And I guess about four or five hours later, my phone rings in my room. Hey, Cap, I need you in the bridge. I was like, what's up? He's like, I just need you in the bridge. And I was like, holy shit. So I walk up there, and I go, what's up? And he's like, we have no comms. I have no radars. I have no nothing. And I Rub-ruh. go, what happened? And he goes, I took a wave. And I was like, what do you mean you took a wave? And he's like, I took a wave. And I, was, I went outside the radar. We washed the radars off the top of the boat. <laughs> Gone. God almighty. So it was, it. was uh, I'm thinking it was a rogue wave, and they and they do happen. Did he not yeah. have the bow into it? No, he had it the it, bow into
0: it.
2: It's just a big, gigantic it's just a wave. It's a
0: giant wave. You get a bitch. 30-foot
1: wave. So now over what do you
0: do? Well, we keep the bow in the wind. <laughs> just keep doing. Just that. drive her this way, yeah. you know.
1: And I called yeah. the rig and I told them what was going on. I said, "Look, we're going to go to shallow water and try to get in some smaller weather." Um, and then we're going to have to go to Fushion because the radars are gone. Mm. And they were like, "Okay." So we went in and and uh, yeah, they <laughs> slapped new radars on the boat and turned <laughs> red. Turn us right around and right back off the road. Try around. not to do it Gotta again. Go. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, another buddy of mine, he was working Perdido Shell Perdido rig, and I was uh, working. Uh, the Nansen boom bang field for Anadarko for years and years and years. And anyway, he, uh, some weather was coming up and he called me up and he's like, Hey Cap, uh, what are you, what's your plans? I said, dude, I'm hauling ass. I'm going North, you know, and they're talking 25 foot by the night. I'm out of here. Yeah. And he's like, Oh man, Perdito is holding me. I said, I tell Perdido they can shove it where the sun don't shine. I'm out. And uh, so anyway, he was about 12 hours behind me, kind of rough, roughly uh, blew all the running lights off his boat. Mm. Damn. Uh, the FRC that was on the back deck, Ended up in the Gulf of Mexico. We don't know where it I think it washed up in Corpus somewhere. Uh, cargo was shifted. Uh, blew a window out of the bridge. So, yeah. Bring
2: me back home. Yeah. Immediately.
1: And, dude, that was a 280 foot boat Oof. that did that. So the Gulf dude. gets nasty. Everybody's, oh, it's the Gulf of Mexico. And I, yeah, okay. Well, let me tie you on the bow for one night. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me about that in the wintertime. So, so, yeah, I went to Joey, dude. I totally, two to
2: fours are good enough for
1: me. Yeah. No, two to fours are great. Yeah.
0: The, uh, Dude, I don't know. That's, that's intense on a, on a big yeah. boat like that. Well, you so I tell feet feet guys outside. all the time, they
1: go, how big is an 18-foot seat? You know, well, it's 18 feet. <laughs> yeah, what's 18 feet? How do you measure that? And I go, go stand at a two-story house, mm-hmm. a regular two-story house. Just stand and look straight up, and yeah. that's a wall of water. That's what you're in. No thanks. All night long. Nah. So, <clears throat> yeah, and <clears throat> it just never stops, dude. Anchors are banging, banging, <clears throat> Guys uh, are yakking. Yeah, they get. Started. That was that was she a question. How much yakking goes on in a boat like uh, that? Once you got a season crew, not much. But it's the new guys that we always laugh at. Yeah. I just tell them, you know, Is it Dramamine popping going yeah. on?
2: 55-gallon no, drums full of Dramamine? Yeah,
1: know? no, it's pretty much, I just tell them, swallow hard. If you taste anything for it's just your asshole. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, shit. So, so they, uh, yeah, most of the time they're hugging the toilet for a couple hours, and then they get, you know, they eventually shake it. I've had a couple guys that I'm uh, like, mm, this dude's not going to make it. Brennan Sherman? You ever out. had Brennan Sherman yeah, on Yeah, boat? Right, no, right, right, right. <laughs> no, but i tell you what I did have, and it's funny, and it, it, I shouldn't laugh at this, but I do, so... You know, we all make the jokes about Jody we were talking about earlier. Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah. I had this eighteen-year-old deckhand, and we were working for Chevron out of Icy years ago. And uh, he gets on the boat, and I was like, "Hey, dude, you you hang out with your girlfriend before you came to the boat?" He's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Take care of business." Yeah, <laughs> I said, "Good man, she'd be like that when you get back." So we went to the rig. He didn't say anything. He went downstairs. You said what? I told him I was like, "She's gonna be taken care of by the time you get back." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think anything of this, right? <laughs> So, what? If, you said you were a
0: dick though Yeah, yeah. I was a dick I So I go offshore and captain's and, and, a dick He's a dick I hate
1: that guy So we go offshore We work the rig We come back to the dock And uh, the other captain calls me and Wakes me up And he's like Hey man that green hand took off And I go What do you mean he took off He goes That no, fucker left <laughs> And I was like wow. What do you mean he left He goes He packed his stuff And got off the boat cap I was like, "Well, I wonder what happened." He said, like, "He said something, about you, you said something about <laughs> his a old lady. Bro. His old lady, and he bolted. He was i 'I'll be damned. <laughs> that's gonna happen to me.'" Oh, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, that that's really, that, that, not for everybody. Damn. No, that really did happen, man." That's, that that uh that, that
0: was another question I was gonna ask you on, on a twenty eight day um rotation. You know, uh, well, no, you said you do twenty eight on fourteen mm-hmm. off, right? So yeah. tw- on those twenty eight, how many trips do you make? Does it just depend? It really depends. And do yeah. you have? I, I would assume you don't have much dock time, right? That's lost money. They're not just yeah. They're let not. You they're not paying for the boat to sit at the dock, right? So Load you're moving. You're, move you're it. either yeah. you're either on your way out or, or on your way, way back, in, yeah. and there ain't much. Probably There's not time. much,
1: yeah. And it depends, you know, like if you're working a drill rig, uh, semi-submersible, like the Deepwater Horizon, which everybody's familiar with, that's mm-hmm. a semi-submersible rig, um, or a drill ship. You know, it takes time to put all that together to carry out to the rig. So you got to go to different locations, and stuff. so you might be in the dock for thirty six hours, but then once you're offshore, you're there till it's completely off the boat. Okay, and then you're back. What's
0: the typical it? number of trips in a twenty eight day period?
1: A production job, um, 12, 14 runs. A uh, drilling job, twenty eight days, twenty eight days offshore. I mean, I've, I I've I've literally gotten on the boat, taken the boat offshore, and stayed at the rig for twenty eight days and never came in. And then, what do you like better? I like the in and out makes time go fast. Yeah, the Something trips to do. more, more yeah, trips. Absolutely, tied it's, up to a
0: rig for twenty
2: eight days. It sucks. Yeah, you're, you're
1: staring at the same thing. Yeah. And I tell guys, I, I I go, man, it's a floating prison. I, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and my wife really gets upset when I say, oh, I'm going back to jail. You know, I got my bags packed, back to jail. I go, yeah. and she's like, oh, I hate it when you say that. And I go, well, it. Can't go nowhere. <laughs> kind is. Yeah. Can't drink. Can't get off the boat.
0: I was gonna ask that, but then I was like, I don't know. Maybe he, y'all can't drink out there. Absolutely. Even when you're, even when you're off. Nope. Well, you're the captain. You're always on. Yeah. What yeah, about fishing? No. What about fishing?
1: That was yep. So you know, I'm gonna tell you a little story. <laughs> no, no, on the fishing, and it sucks because uh, some jackass. Is that a rule? That yeah. Um, Company rule or something. It's it's my company's rule. Okay. Um, but it's pretty much fleet wide nowadays because you get one jackass or two jackasses that ruin it for everybody. But the story behind the company I work for is the guy that that put the kibosh on all the fish and they were at a drill rig. This poor bastard boy. <laughs> this poor bastard. He's never <laughs> yeah, going to live this he's down. He's never right? going to yeah. live this down. So he takes his stone. They're catching tunas. And they caught a handful of tunas. And uh, the captain that, that was the master of the boat I'm a good buddy with, and he was telling me, he's like, I can't believe it was his chief engineer. And so this dude's like smart as shit, you know. And, yeah, and yeah, anybody yeah. that's been around the the maritime industry, the engineers are the guys you don't really mess with. Right. You know what I mean? They're the, the hardcore, hard-charging, smoking cigarettes, unfiltered, you know, rum in their coffee kind of cat, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, this dude takes a sharpening stone after they caught some, some tunas, and he duct tapes it to his forearm because he's going to sharpen his fillet knife wow. on the back of the 280-foot boat What that he could works. go wrong? That goes against everything
0: smart you said about yeah. being <laughs> smart. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand. Exactly.
1: That. So the first swipe of the blade across uh, the stone into the end of the vein, cuts his bicep completely off the bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like jabs the whole knife. I mean, yeah. to
0: be so smart and yet so dumb. <laughs> yeah, so now exactly. You have a, now you have a medical. So now emergency you have a medical board. emergency on board. Do you have
1: medical personnel? We do. We have we have a few medical personnel. A lot of captains in, and uh believe it or not, that's some of the training we were talking about earlier. Like first aid. Absolutely. Type stuff. Basic first aid. Um we can get all the way to the point of pushing pushing medicine. I can get you Pretty much bandage up. I can pretty much diagnose a lot of things, quick, basic. Right. You know, not just not just first aid, but like internal medicine. There's a, right. there's a lot of that that goes into that. So there's a couple classes you have to take to get okay. through that. What well, in
0: that particular situation? What are we doing? Are you calling the Coast Guard to come get a helicopter out there to Oh, No, you call
1: the rig and the rig. They they picked him up and flew him in. They yeah. yeah they, so I mean, he, he
0: boards the rig. He yeah. And we then they fly we sent We
1: sent him the rig and then the helicopter came. <coughs> out what, an, out. what an embarrassing.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> so tell me again what you did. I don't want to talk about. I don't it. want to talk about I <laughs> tape this thing to my Did heart. he? Kept, did they, were they, hey, were they catching fish that day? God, they busted their
1: ass, dude. That's the sad thing. They were catching the shit out of. Me. Ah, damn. Yeah. It. So so dude, because of that, like me, now it's like don't fly wide, yeah. Because I mean you got to think, just the helicopter flight alone was probably ten grand. So then they had to pay for all. Of and then all the because he's at work. What about a morale thing, right?
0: We all laugh our ass off and it's no 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 no. I mean like. Like if you're on there Like you're talking about For a 28 day Sitting in one spot Kind of thing For morale I would think fishing would help yeah.
1: It you does I mean? It does And you know I mean Handline something rule <laughs> Shit the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, Rules are made to be broken yeah. With, yeah, yeah, yeah Rules yeah. are made to be broken That's true too you know? That's true too uh, We had a safety guy Come on board the boat one time And uh, I'm not going to say His name Robbie <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Nakeen uh, He Damn, came on board my boat specific Yeah Comes on the guy. boat And he's you know Doing his thing He's just, He's one of our safety guys Does a great job At what he does Uh, Anyway, he's doing an inspection of the vessel, and he finds... A skein of mono, and then he finds a couple hooks, and he's like, "Are y'all aren't fishing? Are you?" And we're like, "Oh no!" Oh, so in. it's a display. So That's for, for dis- the high water alarms on the build yeah. system, so we can check the high water, high level nice. alarms. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, bullshit." <laughs> so anyway, he left with our mono, and, oh, uh, yeah. but he left
0: the hooks, and that was a Coast Guard guy.
1: No, this was our one of our safety guys in okay. the company. Yeah, he's HS E ah, cat son of a bitch. Yeah.
0: What yeah, a what's uh What's the relationship like with the Coast Guard? Or does your does bu- your
1: Yeah, I think, you know, uh, yes, those guys are our heroes and all and all. Um, So the Coast Guard kind of gets a bad rap. Those guys, yeah. uh, You know, in in our industry, they're kind of, do you want to deal with them or you don't want to deal with them? And I tell people this all the time. I I, I don't mind Coast Guard inspections. Um, We keep a really, really tight ship. But As long as you got yourself in a line, you're good. Yeah, but, you know, here's the thing is you get an extra set of eyes to come walk the boat. Our lives rely on that vessel to be in tip-top shape. Right. So if we're missing or we're not hitting the nail quite quite square in the head, and we get the Coast Guard to come on, and they they write or they come on and say, "Hey, you need to fix ABC." I'm glad that they found ABC yeah. because now it's, it's creating it's a three less good. problems that right. could kill you. Yeah. Exactly. So no, those guys those guys got a hell of a job. Um, it's funny because you get them on the boat, and some of those guys are from like Iowa. Oh Jesus! You know, and you're talking to this kid, and you're like, he's and? a 19 year old kid, you know, and he's he's got this whole freaking mindset of I'm I'm in the Coast Guard, I'm on the water, you know. And you're like, dude, you haven't seen, you know. And then you start talking to these kids, and you realize this kid was fucking milking cows six months ago. Yeah, Now yeah. he's out here. Now he's out here. He never even seen salt water. Now wow. he's out here telling me fucking CFRs, you know. And you're like, well, you know, it's kind of crazy, but yeah, no, those guys are awesome. Coast Guard is those those. I can't throw my hat off to those cats enough, man. Those guys really do a, a great job. They get the a bad rap in the Gulf, you know, like in Alaska. Those guys, the rescue swimmers, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's yeah. That are dealing dude. with the crab fishermen. Those guys are. I mean, think about it. You're going to jump out of a perfectly good helicopter, sixty knots of wind, and forty foot seas, and twenty degree water to go save this cat. You know what I mean? Uh, and they're it, the last line of defense. Yeah. That's so it. Without them, you're just you're done. Dead yep. dead yeah, as you're, right. you're done. You're you're pretty much you know
0: wherever you uh I've, where, seen, I've seen those videos that's they made a movie about it too yeah it's it's
2: legit. cold yeah. drown That's bad way to die yeah it's, yeah
1: it's definitely not the way i want to go yeah. i want to go out in my sleep at 90. no shit you know yeah, by a jealous yeah. husband yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh that's a, great way to, that's a great way to wrap <laughs> it up
0: uh, i think we covered it man i think we covered it pretty yeah, good yeah. yeah that was uh that was that was a good talk man it's a, it's a lot to think about you don't realize it i mean you just you know with that gas that you pump when you put it in your car it comes in from your somewhere, car there's oh, a right. lot of shit that's involved there's a lot of shit
1: so yeah it's it's pretty cool man the guys that comes they when when you tell them you work in the oil field mm-hmm. and so a lot of people come and ask me like y'all are like one of the few guys really know what i do for a living the mm-hmm. yeah. so most people ask me i gotta just work in the oil field i don't tell them i don't get a whole lot of detail um or i tell them i'm a truck driver i there just deliver go. goods yeah. to the rigs them, and, and, and kind of leave it yeah and you don't want to get because then they, get, they this, get cool cb handles no,
0: that's no? pretty Shit. yeah, we don't so have that. you should be the guy who introduces that into that world.
1: I kind of <laughs> got some nicknames from Cats. but there you go. I don't think the radio is like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh no, but we got we got some dudes that are uh yeah, you know, but yeah. So, it's well, a good time.
0: JJ, thanks for stopping by Not and talking problem, to man. us, dude. We we have to do it again. Um Absolutely. if yeah. anybody's out there listening and you're in that world, you're in the oil and gas, you're in you're a captain yourself or whatever, uh reach out to us man uh take some photos of uh of your bridge right take some photos of where you're at
1: absolutely tag us
0: in it uh at brownwater b um whether you're on twitter or instagram or even facebook hell or hashtag brownwater b we everywhere yeah we'd love to see it we'd love to see it so uh thanks everybody for listening until the next one man we appreciate it
1: not a problem man. later